Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus tells a parable about God's generosity, challenging the common assumption that God rewards people according to what they have earned or deserve. Jesus said to the disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you, and go. I choose to give this last one the same as I give you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Good morning, everybody. As part of my reality in this pandemic world, I have been gifted with what the church calls a pericope. Uh, and a pericope literally means you extract it from the text, uh, specifically the Bible. Or in layman's terms, basically, it's a time where clergy get together and we read the scripture for the week and we extract ideas on which we may want to preach on. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to have a pericope since I've moved to Mount Pleasant. Uh, we're kind of an ELCA church on an island here. You know, there's not a bunch of other ELCA churches in town for me to get together with other clergy. But after the pandemic hit and we were all stuck in our homes, I learned about an online community that was meeting weekly uh, to share in a pericope. Um, and basically what we do is we get together uh, through Zoom and somebody reads the scripture and then they give us a time to reflect and then they read the scripture again and they give us time again to reflect on um and then they'll break us out into groups of four and then when we're in groups of four we sit there and we have a conversation about what it was that we were reflecting on you know what in scripture surprised us or grabbed our attention 
And the reason why I'm kind of sharing with you about this is because when when I preach a sermon, usually we we come up with a bunch of ideas and then, you know, something tugs at my heart. Sometimes it's something I want to preach on, sometimes it's not. Uh, but typically there is a point and a topic uh, that I try to carry on throughout. And as we were reflecting on this week's scripture, I began to realize that I kind of don't want to make a point this week, which is maybe a little weird, <laughs> but uh, why? Because I actually fear missing the point. Jesus tells parables for a reason, and I don't know what it is that you need to hear from it. You know, in the pericope, we, we listen to the scripture and each one of us, this time we're extracting such different ideas out of it. And you've already heard the scripture once. But to be honest, I, I don't uh, know if, if something did strike you in that first reading by Mike or if you were in the kitchen getting a, a donut or if your kid was distracting you, or if you zoned out, I don't know where you were. So I do want to take a minute and let me read the scripture again. And as I read it this time, I just ask you to kind of pay attention to what it is that you hear. What, what stands out to you in this reading? Jesus said to the disciples, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them out into the vineyard. And when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And then he went out again about noon, and about three o'clock he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing in here idle all day? And he said to them, Because no one has hired us. And so he said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to this manager, Call your laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. And when those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they would receive more. But each one of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. 
And am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. As I was listening to the scripture personally, I what caught my attention is that famous last line. The first will be last and the last will be first. So... Um, when they read it through the second time in the original pericope, I listened for those words throughout the story, first and last. And it led me to, to realize that when they are paid, he starts with the people who started last. So the last actually become first, right? So the people only work an hour starts to be paid first, which literally means everybody who worked all day in the scorching heat had to wait for their pay. But it also means they kind of saw what everybody else made. So it was the landowner, you know, trying to provoke some sort of reaction from them. Now, I, I shared this with a, the group of four, and they all nodded, and then they slowly began to say the things that they heard. You know, one person talked about hearing those words, I will pay you whatever is right. And then they decided that they would look up the Greek for that word right, because the first group will get paid a usual daily wage. The very second group that goes in, I think at nine, they will be paid what is right. And that the Greek word for that is, is righteous. Uh, it's, it, it's what's right and what is just. Uh, what was really fascinating is that one of the clergy in my group actually lives in Canada. And I guess I'm learning things. Maybe all of you already know this, but Canada has been talking about moving to a universal basic income which I guess means everybody would just be paid what is just. It, it's not more, it's not less, it is. And it doesn't matter if you're working or not working, right? Everybody gets a universal basic income, which was interesting as he's talking about this because this parable is kind of like that. Um, so he was asking the question for himself in light of these conversations about this universal basic income. What does this parable say for them and where they're at? Another was really drawn to the phrase, are you envious because I am generous? Which is, you know, interesting. Um, and I could talk about that for a long time because generosity given to others as we see it, sometimes we do get jealous, right? We want to be the ones receiving the generosity. But she put in an interesting light asking, you know, what does it mean to be generous as a church? And if we are generous, are is anyone envious or become envious of our congregation because of our generosity? Then another talked about how this is such a unique parable that you could literally like put yourself into 
all these different character shoes. So you could, you know, be the landowner and being the generous one. You could be the people who've been working all day in the scorching heat. You can be the nine o'clock people or the people who come in at, at five o'clock, right? So uh, how do you feel? in this situation and kind of working through just how profound um, this this parable really is. It just has so much to it. Another person talks about being drawn into the question, you know, why are you standing here idle all day? And then they respond, because no one has hired us. Um, so is it that they weren't looking for work? or that there was unemployment issues and there wasn't enough work and and they were standing there in the morning waiting to go into work and no one you know um, was able to hire them and anyway what even drew the landowner to keep going back and looking and be in conversation with these people who are standing around and, and keep inviting them in saying oh you know why don't you come in then, of course, I think we we always hit on that conversation with this vineyard scripture about how profound it talks about God's grace, right? That those who only work an hour actually get paid the same as those who had worked all day in the scorching heat, and how unfair that is. But grace is not fair. It's a gift. And there is actually grace also in, in having a job early in the morning and not having to stand around idle and worrying about if you'll be paid and, and feed your family for the day or not. And when we talk about this uh, parable being about God's grace, we begin to make it into what we call an allegory. Uh, and that means we kind of make the landowner God, right? So showing us generosity is God. That no matter when you enter into the vineyard, um, no matter when you come to God's vineyard, right, you are welcome and given the same, as they say, salvation as everyone else. Now, others argue strongly that this is not an allegory. And the landowner is just a landowner and the, the workers are just workers. And we can't afford to read it otherwise. Because that would mean that God produced envy and division rather than wholeness and, and healed relationships. And in reality, what Jesus is doing is not trying to show us abundance of what God's grace is, but a reality that the disciples are about to become into a very divided world. And he is trying to prepare them and warn them for that reality so that they don't, don't let it be divisive. But that they can, can um, push through and make sure everybody is still united. So it's kind of like this foreshadowing of, of divisiveness that's to come. This 
is such a substantial parable. I simply couldn't just pick a topic this week and focus and run because I don't know what point to make. I don't know what God is doing in your lives. We are all dealing with such different realities. Um, and yet we, we still come together in, in our worship ministry meeting. I loved that somebody brought up, you know, one of the challenges that we have is we want to be church together. And so how can we continue to be church together? And if a few of us are worshiping in the building and a few of us are worshiping at home, is that really us being together? Or are we more together when everybody is online worshiping, right? You just begin to ask these unique questions, but, and we don't have the answers, you know, but the point is, is that we do want to be together. And I don't know what it is, where you're at on your spiritual journey, or what you needed to hear from this very substantial parable. But the Spirit has led you to listen and to hear today. And that's between you and God. Jesus spoke in parables for a reason. And the parables that Jesus tell, they challenge us. They move us, they shake us, they can make our heads hurt and our hearts grow. And so we listen and we hear and we, we pray that the Spirit lift us into knowing Christ's love. So may you be aware of any division that is to come and don't let it divide. And may you be aware of God's abundant grace and celebrate when God's grace showers more upon the other person than that grace in which you have received. God be with you all. Amen.